Hey, y'all. Have you ever heard of Old Gods of Appalachia? Well, if you haven't, you have now. Let me tell you. This is a horror anthology podcast, and it is absolutely amazing. They have characters. They have actors. They have different people doing voiceovers. It is so ridiculously dope. Y'all got to check this out. Um... I'm, I'm like, I'm enthralled. I'm, I I can't stop listening to it. This shit is crazy. And I got to tell you, all the actors are, they're straight, they're queer, they're black, they're of color, they're male, they're female, they're they, thems, they, thems. They just, this thing is so diverse, man. And, and there's, there's actually some poets involved with this that I actually admire. So this is a big deal. Y'all got to check out Old Gods of Appalachia wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, what's up, fam? It's your kin, Black Fluid Poet, coming to you live from my humble abode of books. Well, it has been a while since my last podcast, I will not lie. But y'all, I've been fighting the man. You hear me? I've been fighting a man locally. I've been fighting a man nationally and worldly. The man is whooping my ass. I ain't even going front. Um, so I've been struggling with depression. And I, I want to I, I wanna be more specific about that. Because a lot of people say they're depressed when really they're just sad. Or really they're just frustrated that things aren't going their way. I have a chemical imbalance that its only purpose in my life is to force me to reflect on the most painful times in my life and stay there mentally. Depression is all about living in the past. And it does this instinctively. Like, I don't even realize it's happening, you know? You could just see a car or a tree or a street name and all of a sudden it makes you think of something else which makes you think of something else which makes you think of the most painful thing in your life and it it never ceases to amaze me how no matter what it is that sparks my memory it's always three degrees from my past from some horrible thing that happened you know um and lately there's been a lot of present day pain right and the present day pain has been so stifling I I just I I end up speechless I just shake my head I I put my hands on my face I can't believe this is happening in my country again and again and again so I just want to revert back to the past I just want to regress I don't want to move forward and when I don't want to move forward depression goes yes let's go back way back back into time and takes me to these sullen morose like just emotionally terminal places in my past in my childhood in my trauma and anything and wants me to stay there and says see you understand how to navigate this pain you don't want to look at this present day shit but that's not true so In my present day locally, my landlord is corrupt as fuck, y'all. When I tell you corrupt, I mean like he is slowly pushing me out of this apartment. Um, And it's, it's, um, 
methodical what he's doing to the tenants. And I don't know what to do. I don't know how to react. I don't know if I should just accept it, get another apartment, let this man go, or fight this to the hilt, which is really what I want to do because I've been getting taken advantage of for far too long. The plumbing in my apartment burst in January. January. I haven't had a kitchen sink since January. So I've been washing all of my dishes in the bathtub. Sometimes I don't get to all the dishes and I feel overwhelmed. Well, I go to take a shower and guess what? There's pots, pans, cups, silverware all in my bathtub. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just not going to take a shower right now. And, and it, it's in these moments that the depression starts to kick in. I start to remember poverty as a kid and, you know, my mother struggling and seeing her just exhausted doing laundry in the bathroom, which is also something that I was doing just a month ago. Um, so I have no kitchen sink, right? The, there's this uh, marbling that went around the kitchen counter and it's slowly just falling off. It's just, it was glued on horribly and it's just all falling off. Um, I haven't had an exterminator in two years. And if you know anything about the Southwest, child, we got these roaches that are the size of a coffee mug. You understand me? And they will come in, raid your shit and leave. They don't stay in the house, but when they come, they come in to get something. Um, and, and he refuses to get an exterminator refuses two years. I've been here and still no exterminator. Um, the gas line in my kitchen is loose. It's not directly adhesively connected to the wall. Like there's, there's all these pockets where the gas can just come out. Now I'll tell you something that happened when the lady from the gas company first came to inspect it. When I first moved in, she took one look at this, this, um, Uh, the water heater which is gas run and it's in my kitchen in the corner and the gas line goes up through the wall she took one look at this thing and said hell no there's no way we're turning on the gas in the apartment that all has to get fixed this wall has to be knocked in and the gas line has to be repaired properly until then we're not turning on the gas in this apartment so i was rent free i thought for the first month while he gets this shit together well, let me tell you what he does. I tell the landlord, yo, she won't turn the gas on. Like, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm not paying rent in an apartment with no hot water, no heat. So he goes, you know what? Um, I'll take care of it. Makes a phone call. And I swear to you, not a half an hour later, another representative from said gas company shows up and says, this is perfectly fine and, and permits the gas to go on and turns the gas on. And I said, yo, but what about the first lady? She just said this shit is dangerous. My landlord, the very next day, hands me a carbon monoxide reader just in case something should go wrong. Just to make me feel better, he said. Now, this plumbing situation that's been going on since January, I've been asking about it. And they're always going to look at it tomorrow, the next day, over the weekend. And he comes in, he looks at it, and he goes, okay, we're going to take a look at that tomorrow. And then leaves. The manager leaves. Just leaves. In my bathroom, none of the fixtures are secured to the ground my sink you can rock it my toilet you can rock it um around the bathtub there is a hole on one side right it's it's in you know it's it's a apartment bath bathtub so you know it's connected to three walls basically but on one side on the left there's a hole now since there's something wrong with the plumbing in the basement i can literally hear if i turn on my faucet i can hear the water pouring into the floor through that hole by the bathtub 
and then just open into the floor because there is no plumbing beneath my bathroom sink. The water that I've been turning on in my bathroom has begun to smell like sewage, like raw fucking sewage. And I'm afraid to drink it. Um, I just got finished paying my overdue gas bill, which was in the hundreds. That just got finished getting paid. Uh, my electric bill had gotten pretty high. Just got that paid. Thank you to everybody who participated in the workshop for June because, yo, that's the money that, that got me through to the end. Um, my food card ran out like three days ago and it finally fills today. Thank goodness. But y'all, I didn't eat for two days. I didn't want to panhandle for Cash App on on fucking line. I've had friends who have sent me some money to help me get by. People who participated in the workshop that's helped a lot. Um, and there have been a couple of friends that have, that have slid me some money, given me a personal loan, and it's gotten me through. And you know what? I've accepted that this is the stress of the life that I've chosen. Again, I'm learning to accept that this is part and parcel for the direction in which I've taken my life. And there's going to be some humility required in order for me to continue on with the struggle. I am a beginning writer. And I'm getting this memoir done to the best of my ability. But some days are harder than others. And income has been difficult. But I'm learning now that if I can get these workshops going, do some tutoring on the side, and, and I got this editor's job that I'm applying that I'm hoping to start soon. Um, and things are going to come together. I know things are going to come together because I've seen other people struggle worse than I am right now and do just fine in the end. I know things are going to come together because even if I lose this apartment, lose all my money, lose all my TikTok followers, lose everything in my life, I also have seen people come out of that okay. So no matter what happens... I'm going to be okay. But that doesn't mean do nothing. So what I'm struggling with is how to handle this apartment situation. I have a month-to-month lease. And I haven't... Oh, I forgot to mention, my rent has gone up $100 in the last year. $100. He raised my rent from $725 to $755. From $755 to $775. From $775 to $825. So here we are. $100 more since October. He's been raising my rent since October. Now, he's filled out a PPP loan for me for this apartment. And I know he's raised the rent so he can get more of the PPP loan. Um, I know he already got one for for some months back. And now he's trying to apply for another one, which is fine with me. If he gets it, great. You know, it's less rent I have to pay. But it's just the fact that how do you have the audacity to raise the rent? You haven't done a single improvement on this apartment. He has raised the rent nearly 20% in the last year. And he has done zero to improve this apartment. Zero. Zilch. Nothing. Nada. And there's a frustration there for me. Okay, so that's locally. Nationally, I am... Beside myself with the overturning of Roe versus Wade, I am absolutely uh, blown away at the fact that the Supreme Court 
has now ruled that the American government has something to say in Indian land on Indian territory during uh, uh, the the uh, the trial of a non-native person um, who does something wrong against a native person. They're saying that the American government has a say in what happens in the courts on native land. And I, I'm sorry for using the word Indian, but that's that's the way all of this stuff is written up in the damn uh, court filings. And so native indigenous um, courts are now being told by the Supreme Court that the American government has some say in what they do in their territories, which breaks about 300 treaties. So I've heard from other uh, people, uh, mostly native people on TikTok who are explaining what's happening. Y'all, this is atrocious. And then we have Jalen Walker. And, and I, man, I don't need to tell you. I watched the video. Okay. I watched the video. And I always, always, always consistently choose to watch the video. Um, I don't suggest that for anyone. I watch it because I feel, I believe, I need to see the explicit details to keep my eyes wide open about what this country is capable of. I need to see it. Um, and I have to tell you, I just, my depression, man, like earlier today, I just didn't want to live. Like, I just didn't want to live. And I'll tell you, I believe I know where that comes from. It is the constant uh, uh, barrage of bad news that the United States creates. Yesterday, right? Um, no, a couple of days ago, July 4th. It's July 4th. I don't give a damn. All holidays matter as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's not my Independence Day personally. But I would say this. I, even though I don't celebrate the 4th of July, I believe other people who want to celebrate it should have the right to. Unimpeded, without bullets, without death, without gunfire. That being said, I couldn't believe that there was two shootings on Independence Day. The irony was incredible. Like, the irony was incredible. When I think about how things just come full circle. And and I gotta say, I really believe that Marjorie Taylor Greene is in dire need of a diagnosis. And I'm not saying that to be sarcastic. I'm not saying that to be a bully. I truly believe that woman needs mental help. She needs psychological help. This woman had the audacity to say she found it coincidental that there was a shooting in a wealthy white neighborhood on the 4th of July. Almost as if it was a way to persuade Republicans to change their views on gun laws. And I was like, are you 
and it, I want to scream, are you fucking kidding me? But no, she's not. And I want to say, I can't believe this, but I can't because we had Trump for four years. And I want to say, what the hell is happening to this country? But that's my denial. This has been happening for decades, for centuries. And then I want to say, fuck it. And my depression goes, what? What? Oh, we don't like the present moment? Oh, can we go back? Can we go back? Yeah, we can go back. Depression is... It is a slick, uh, manipulative animal in a cage that stares at you with the sad puppy dog eyes, gripping the little bars in the cage. And then you open it because you want to say, oh, it's going to be okay. And then it goes, ah, your life is horrible. Your life has never been good. Remember when this happened? See, this is why you shouldn't live. And I cry. And I get off TikTok for a couple of days. And I sit here in this apartment with broken plumbing and bills that have hijacked my life. With very few friends in the city. And all I want to do is relapse and go back to drugs and alcohol and just fade away. Just hide out until I'm just no longer here. You know what I mean? I just... Even though I'm working to heal myself, I can't remove myself from the present day dilemmas that are happening around me in my community. And it's a struggle to want, right, want to turn it all off, to, to, to say, fuck it, this shit ain't my problem, to be an individual like the United States always tells us we are, we are individuals, individuality, and I don't have community, none of this shit affecting what happened in Buffalo, what happened in Uvalde, what happened in Highland, what happened in Philadelphia, none of this shit is my problem because I'm in Albuquerque, I'm by myself, I'm drowning in my own fucking bills, this shit ain't my problem. That's what I want to say. But I know for a fact I will be teaching at a public school or a college at some point. And if this doesn't change, one of those bullets will go straight through my face someday because I didn't show up for my community. When I say my community, I mean the planet. I mean every single human being out here who needs help. I would not have made it this far in this shitty apartment in these shitty circumstances if it wasn't for the help of other people. And I have to remind myself where the hope is. The hope is not having my the hope is not in having my expectations reached. The hope is in seeing the support of so many like-minded people who are moving in the same direction and deciding mutually that no matter what happens we are moving in this damn direction. So when it comes to things like Roe versus Wade, and it comes to things like gun laws, and it comes to things like, you know, defunding police departments, 
<coughs> understand that we are going to hit constant resistance. Please, if this is a lesson for anybody to, to, to realize, understand that right now, the Supreme Court, the majority conservative-run Supreme Court, is running along political lines with Congress, with two Democratic senators that do not vote Democratic, Kristen Cinema, I see you, Arizona, and Joe Manchin, West Virginia, I see your ass too. Um, y'all gonna get it someday. You're gonna get your desserts. Have the day you deserve, bitches. But they are about to change our constitution. And for people who think that slavery could never be reinstated, they just took Roe versus Wade like it never fucking existed. They just turned back time on native land. Like these treaties never happened. They are about to take on, y'all brace yourself, gay marriage this summer. They are about to take on gay marriage. And they're also about to take on a decision about whether or not states should be able to decide who their state voted for. Not the people, not the popular vote, but the state senate. I don't know if anybody, if you're not a person who reads a lot about politics, you're the type of person who right now, you're going to walk into a situation one day and go, wait, what the fuck is this? And this is the reason why you need to understand politics. Your teenage children, 12, 13, 14, need to understand politics. All these people, man, the conniving, baffling, cunning way that the conservatives are tearing apart freedoms. It's just repulsive. And I just can't believe that this country is still like this. It's not that I can't believe the country actually did these things. I can't believe the country is still, still like this. And here's what I want to talk about. I get depressed about situations like this because I don't practice radical acceptance. Go on and Google radical acceptance. Go on and look it up. Go on and see if you can find a book on it, a pamphlet on it, just a research essay, anything you want to find on it. Look up radical acceptance. It is a lifesaver. It is basically acceptance, but with non-negotiations. Like, well, you know, I can accept this for now. That's not radical acceptance. Well, I'll be open-minded. Let's see where this goes. That is not radical acceptance. Radical acceptance is this lion-like growl that comes from the universe that says, this is how it is now. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. No need to explain any further. Radical acceptance is a way of seeing a situation for what it is 
without making excuses, without trying to, you know, put lipstick on a pig about it. This is what it is. My mother is dead. She killed herself. My father is dead from AIDS. That is it. The good, bad, or indifference, how they got that way, what happened before that, what's happened since, none of that matters until I can first accept that both of my parents are dead. They're gone. They're not coming back. When Thanksgiving comes around, even though I don't celebrate it, there's still the desire to see my parents. When I graduated from grad school, I was so sad because all I ever heard from my mother is, you are going to get your education if it kills me. And I just wanted to wear that cap and gown from my mother. And she's gone. And radical acceptance says, John, she's gone. She died in 2003. Let it go. Let it go. Because if you don't, it's holding you back. I am still, I can't tell you guys how many days I am still in 2003 brushing my mother's hair while she's in a coma. I can't tell you how many times I thought my dad was going to turn the corner and give up cocaine. And it never happened. And radical acceptance says he made his decisions. You need to make yours. Move on. And I, I, I practice this with everything. With my divorce. With my children. With my past. My regrets. If you don't have any regrets, you haven't done shit yet. Like, I have some serious... I believe that. I truly believe that. You don't have any regrets if you haven't taken any risks. But, you know, depression wants me to sit in those mistakes. Depression wants to remind me that I don't have any rights to a present because my past is so fucked up. And the spiritual realm reminds me that I have a divine right to exist and live in peace. And that's why I keep fighting. Because I have a divine right to live the life that this body has given me and to see what my spirit, what my soul is going to discover before my last breath. That is what this is all about, y'all. And I'll be damned if five motherfuckers in a court are going to steal all my efforts, all my blood, sweat, and tears to help make this a better place. They're not going to do it. Radical acceptance says... All right, in some states, abortion will be illegal now. There's going to be a lot more fuck shit coming down the pike. Get ready. It is what it is. Stop wasting time complaining. Find other like-minded people and make moves. Understand that those of us who believe in, in, in liberalism, right, have a common enemy in conservative politics. The conservatives have been pushing for 50 years to turn Roe versus Wade around. 50 years, y'all. And all this time, I had no idea that 
women's rights to, to choice wasn't ratified in the Constitution yet. It just always stayed this law and, and left up in, in the air. I didn't know that we were supposed to push to have this shit ratified. I didn't know that. But also, we probably couldn't because the majority of the states would have to go for it and that wouldn't happen. So we need to figure out what we are going to do and practice some radical acceptance that this is going to take more than the summer. More than six months. Maybe more than six years. We in this for the long haul. And we need to stop laying back on our loins when we get a Democratic president and thinking everything's cool. You know, Obama came. We thought everything was cool. Midterms came and we had a Republican majority in Congress and then shit get done. We have to be just as vigilant to make sure each other gets our rights as much as they are vigilant to take them away from us. And y'all, here's the truth. We're not as vigilant. These motherfuckers have more hate for our rights than we have love for ourselves. Because if we loved ourselves as much as they hate us, we would never have let this happen in the first place. But we keep sleeping. We keep sleeping. We don't stay vigilant. We don't stay on the course. And we fall apart. We fall apart in the intersectional traps of, oh, I think black people have it way harder than the LGBT community, but the LGBT community gets preferred treatment, preferred treatment. And, you know, well, black people, it's always about their issues. It's never about native people. And native people have been through more than anybody else. I don't know what the hell these, you know, these Chicanx people and Latinx people are complaining about. And uh, it, shut up. Stop it. Stop. Stop. This is everybody's fight. It's everybody's fucking fight. It doesn't matter to me what little white women have done. It, I Just right now, I'm practicing radical acceptance because that shit isn't the point. There are going to be black girls who need abortions. There are going to be native girls who need abortions. There are going to be all kinds of baby-carrying human beings that are going to need to make a horrible choice that is best for them. I say horrible because it's a very painful and emotionally taxing choice. And we're going to need each other to turn this around. And one thing that conservatives don't have the same problem with is the intersectionality stumbling block that we go through. Because they all don't give a fuck whose race anybody is over there. They don't. They don't. They don't give a fuck. They're all about making money. They're all about as long as you can work and pay your bills, that's all that matters. Who cares about slavery? Who cares about this other stuff? And they say all of that. But then they hit you with this trap about cultural politics and they, they, they pull out these, man, these moves that are just, whew. I have to practice radical acceptance to keep it moving. I have to because we spend far too much time ranting 
and there's nothing wrong with getting it out your system. But man, come on. Like, we can, I want to say we can argue about all that shit later, but in defense of black women, no. No. No, I, I, I do agree with the fact that white women need to get their shit together. I can't tell you how many times I have seen a video or a post or a comment where a white woman has said, now we need to get, you know, in these streets. And a lot of us are like, now? Now? Fuck you mean now? Now? Why now? All of a sudden now? Not, you know... I don't know, when half these justices were getting elected? Why didn't we go out in the street then? And I'm saying that sincerely. Like, I'm not saying that to be sarcastic. I really never thought of protesting about the judges that were being confirmed. I never considered protesting when the United States recognized Israel as part of... um, Jerusalem as part of Israel. I didn't think of protesting when, I mean, there's all these situations, man. I, there were times I didn't consider protesting. If we're being honest, I didn't think it was affecting me. And I fell into that trap of individuality. I didn't think anybody would care is another one and that is the burnout of activism when you start saying it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what we do it doesn't matter y'all it matters what we do every day you don't think you're significant then you need to work on loving yourself You have a divine right to live, to grow, and to obtain peace. Everything you do, every waking hour of every day, has to do with contributing to your divine right to live here in peace and grow. Accept the way things are right now, and let's talk about what we should do in the future. Love y'all. Hey, y'all. Your fam, Black Fluid Poet. Check it out. If you love this podcast, I want to thank you for favoriting the podcast because it means the world to me. However, the way I can get more advertisers is to have more subscribers. If advertisers um, see that um, I have a lot of subscribers, they will be more willing to give me opportunities to advertise for them. So in order for me to get these ads, I need to get to a decent amount of subscribers. So you come here to anchor.fm and you go to support and you can pick 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99. Please feel free to pick 99 cents. I I I am overjoyed at anyone who wants to support my dream of getting this podcast taking off. You know what I'm saying? So please just consider it. If I could get a thousand subscribers, I could get out of this poverty thing. You know what I'm saying? Because, yo, the struggle is real. 
Y'all take care.